0: Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Jesus, and it's me, only me, today, here on episode 35 of this podcast, and yes, I was gone last week. For those who consistently listen to this podcast, I am very, very sorry. Yes, I was gone. Yes, I did uh, not have enough time. We'll say that, not have enough time, but for real. I was gone, it was my birthday, I was at a concert, I was in LA, and I did have to work the day I got back, so (laughs) I kind of have a good explanation why I wasn't able to do an episode, but I am trying to learn how to prioritize just getting an episode done before the Sunday evening that it comes out, and so I'm really just trying to get a good routine going with my new job, and as well as um, finding time to work out, and especially finding time to spend time with Jesus, and so, and of course getting coffee, but that's a very big priority as well, but (laughs) that's just life, you know, you just find ways to discover, hey, this didn't work out this time, we need to fix our routine, we need to adjust this and that, and i think that's very important to recognize even as a christian just to recognize like hey i've really been desiring to spend time with god but right now my routine my routine right now just doesn't feel like i'm available to do that it doesn't feel like i have enough time and i know i've been feeling like that lately and i decided to spend time with god um, this last weekend i went to a coffee shop and i said hey i have at least time on this saturday so i'll just go spend time with god and i think what i've been really desiring is like i've been wishing that i've had time with god before i got my job like i really missed that time where i could just sit down and i just had plenty of time just to do my journal read through the bible read through another book and it's like oh that was very important to me at the time and that was that season but now it's like i have a full-time job and I want to stay fit and I also want to drink coffee and I want to have time to just relax and so but in the midst of that um really the most important thing in my life is to spend time with God and I know that changes everything about my day when I spend time with my father in heaven and it's just recognizing that I desire that but I might need to adjust how that time is used to spend time with God and really in my head it's like I want to spend just hours on end just to just know that I have plenty of time to just relax and just pray but the other day it's like I'm exhausted after working and so I'm just like how do I get through this and like still like how do I work and still feel relaxed and still want to spend time with god and sometimes it's hard sometimes i just i don't at the end of the day and i'm just like i wish i did but i'm learning to do things during my job where i'm actually able to listen to podcasts during my um just working in my working environment and so i listen to some podcasts from pastors from some teachers um, which honestly I would I do enjoy, but I would prefer to just spend time in the word and I think really guys if you if any of you listening has any like references or like helpful tips about even just diving into the word, I would love to find ways where I can just listen to scripture and sometimes I think what's hard is the multitask for me, so that's kind of the hardest part about it because I like to just focus only on the Bible when I'm reading, and it's like I have to work, and l- read like listen to the Bible on a podcast. Like that's hard. But uh, if there's anything you would recommend, please let me know. And uh, like I said before, this podcast is absolutely for you listeners, and I appreciate all the feedback and even just thinking about the last mini series that we just finished. Um, that was so cool, and I think planning on doing something similar in the future and I also have lots of fun updates to talk about um, in the near future about this podcast and what's to come of it and yeah so right now for me though I've just been strategizing just my time with the Lord and I know a lot of you can be either you have plenty of time which take advantage of that I really encourage you to take advantage if you have plenty of time just to rest spend time with the Lord and I know God will do something with that but if you're like me and you have a full-time job I am understanding the struggle (laughs) of like wanting to relax after work but also knowing the value and the importance of just being with the Lord and so sometimes even for me it's just recognizing that maybe today just doesn't look like a two-hour session maybe God just wants me to just spend time in silence for like 10 minutes and just listen to him read a small passage even sometimes it's waking up a little bit in the morning a little early and even just instead of going on my phone it's reading scripture or it's just praying and so it's finding the routine for at least the season to just grow in the Lord and the Lord isn't like oh, uh, you're not doing it the way I want you to. It's like, I don't think God's like that. I don't, God doesn't judge us based on what exactly we're doing to spend time with him. And so I think the goal is really just to recognize, like, hey, I I do want to spend time with you, Jesus. I do want to spend time listening to the Holy Spirit. And, yeah, at the end of the day, it's all just discovering things that really the Holy Spirit guides us to learning more about who Jesus is and our life in Christ and whether it's spending time in prayer, listening to a podcast and scripture, it's all it's all for our benefit with our relationship with God. And so and it's all it's all fun and new. At the end of the day. So anyway, I'm drinking a black coffee right now and some people are gonna be like, Oh my gosh, he always talks about that ah, It's actually pretty good but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to first talk about Fourscore Coffee House, and this is a coffee house located in Roseville, California, which I am very, 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 very familiar with, and is one of my, I would say, top four, Fourscore, probably top four for sure, top four coffee houses that I've ever been in, um, I'm looking at their website right now on my phone, and it actually is very well done and I know if you california Californians doesn't even sound right if you Californians have been here before, you know what I'm talking about um so this place if you've been to Roseville, California or if you've you're in like the Sacramento area, I really recommend this place so First off, reading what they have on their website, it says, Handmade Coffee. We strive to make great coffee for the people who visit Fourscore. We want you to feel at home when you are at Fourscore. Bring your kids, dogs, associates, dates, ayo, and parents because we bring ours and they love this place. At our shop, it's not the coffee shop that makes us great. great. It's those you share it with, which is really cool. And then if I scroll down, it shows that they do coffee, music, art, and activism. And they say, at Fourscore Coffeehouse, the goal is simple. Make amazing coffee, support, and encourage local musicians and artists and do our part in the fight against human trafficking. Wow, that really took a turn of events. I did not see that coming. Okay. We aim to provide a blank canvas for the work and dreams of other people. Wow, that's actually really cool. I didn't know that. I'm like, this is the first time I'm reading this. And the mission, it says, our mission is the indefat, indefatig, indefatigable, man, that's a hard word, indefatigable pursuit of human hearts through coffee. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. But, um, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Um. So, yeah. The coffee house is mostly made of, like, a brick um, walling environment. And so, and it, it's funny because it's called Fourscore. So, it's all about, like, pictures of Abraham Lincoln all over the coffee shop. And even there's their main logo is Abraham Lincoln with some, like, Ray-Bans. And so, it's, like, really cool and, like, slick and has that brick environment. And it's super easy just to hang out do schoolwork, go on dates, and, like, do other things, and just drink coffee. And so I would, especially just thinking about the ice vanilla latte, so if we're talking about ice vanilla latte, which we're always talking about, and so at Fourscore, they make a very good ice vanilla latte, and honestly, one of the first times I've ever, okay, I am now just realizing that fourscore coffee when I was with my cousin Bailey, shout out to him. That was the very first time I've ever got an ice vanilla latte was when I went to Fourscore Coffee House. So shout out to them for starting that trend and shout out to my cousin as well. But so tier list wise is definitely S tier, but out of a ranking of 10, um, it's hard because you know how I feel about Chapters Coff- Coffee and you know how I feel about um, Bentleys in Albany. I would say it, it's definitely a 9, but I'm going to say it's a 9.4 out of 10. It's has a really good blend, a really good, um, like it's sweet, but it still has that strength behind it. I think the only thing it's missing out on is it doesn't have enough ice. I'm not a big ice guy, but the way they the amount they put in it just needs a little bit more, and that would bump it up to almost a ten. I think, yeah, chapters is definitely a ten I would say i I need to put this all in writing. I'm gonna try to do that in the near episodes in the future to put that all in writing we can go over it but yeah if you're in sacramento area or roseville california please go to Four Score, check it out let me know what you think but anyway let's get started on talking about the main man of the event jesus yeah so um today for me i'm doing this podcast on a sunday right after church and i think Today's service was incredible. It was all about really just the grace gifts that the church is really recognizing. Even the eldership team is recognizing within the church that are being used to equip the church. And, like, for us as a church in Lebanon, we, um, our church body is really desiring to grow in the sense that God is really calling us to go out into the ends of the earth, where it talks about in the Bible, where God is calling us to go to Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth, and and Samaria, I forgot that one, but yeah, so today really was focusing on, hey, here's people that we recognize with grace giftings, and we want to shine light on that, and let them fully use their gifting as we recognize that within them and so i think that's so important for our church and i know other churches if you're not going to the river center i think it's so important to recognize grace giftings in people and really say hey we want to build you up if you have a gifting and teaching and prophesying and um, as an apostle as preaching it's like we want I think it's so important for the church to recognize that in order to grow, in order to build up leaders within the church, in order to take the church to the next level, really, and like allow the Holy Spirit to do new things within the church that possibly couldn't happen unless we really edify and build up each other, just as the scriptures say, with our grace giftings. And really, like at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is just guiding us throughout what our church is really doing right now and what we're called into. And it's like, I just feel so much that the sovereignty of God is just so incredible that even if you don't see that within your own church right now and you recognize that and you desire that, though, you desire to have your gifting just grown, it's like, God is going to find a way to make that happen. And actually, hey, yo, I didn't even see, I didn't even, I wasn't even going to talk about this. But I have my Bible open to Matthew chapter 6, chapter 7, verse 7. Let me just read it. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened like if you desire for your gifting to grow and I think this is a great thing for people in our church at the River Center to, uh, at the River Center to be listening to right now is just if you desire your gifting to grow within the church it's like simply just say yes to the little things that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you upon if it's spending time with God in the mornings if it's hey maybe I should be doing this. Maybe I should be serving within the church. Maybe I I should be doing this life group. It's like, let's say yes to those things so that the bigger things, when those things are being asked by the Holy Spirit, that it's not going to take us, like, take, uh, take us, like, years to figure out or, like, think, oh, maybe I should pray about it. It's like, no, we should just say yes and jump into it like I believe that if the Holy Spirit is asking you to do something it's not going to put us in a way that we're going to be defeated or we're going to be let down at the end of the day God's sovereignty and what he's calling us into is so beautiful so amazing and so important to building the kingdom of God and that completely leads me into what I was going to say and that's crazy didn't even plan that but Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 it says but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble and I have this feeling to even like if like today at the River Center, we had a bunch of people, and I was up there today. That just being recognized with a gifting, and if you're someone that's even in the River Center that was not up there today, that feels like, hey, I, well, I feel like I have this gifting being displayed in my life that I really want to hone into. It's not like. Today's not like a discouraging day where it's like, oh, why am I not up there? It's like, okay, if you feel that way, then I believe the Holy Spirit is allowing you to recognize, hey, you should hone in on your gifting. It's like, let's get you to a level where God is really displaying your gifting within the church. And let's talk about it. Talk to the elders. Talk to the pastor. And it's like, if you feel like God's doing something in your life, then like, Just think, just start praying to God and be like, hey, I want to display this. I want to use my gifting for your works and watch God do something. And then soon enough, you'll be up there as well. And it's like today is just an incredible day to just think about what is God doing in your life, whether it's small or large, if it's a great grace gifting or if it's, a task about maybe even church planning or maybe even t- like God's telling you, hey, maybe you should talk to your neighbor next door. I know you've been waiting for a long time, but I think now's the time you need to do that. Or, hey, I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me I need to talk to my coworker that nobody likes to talk to, but maybe she's going through something. It's like that's not just something that just shows up in your mind coincidentally. I don't think, as a Christian, we live our lives on a coincidental level anymore. I believe once we are honed in on the Holy Spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit and we acknowledge its power and its empowerment in our lives, we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and we say yes, and we say yes to whatever the Holy Spirit is calling us towards. And, and yes, there are coincidences where, oh my word, my coffee looks exactly like my muffin. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those moments where, wow, I really think blah, blah, blah is having a bad day. I feel like I should talk to her and ask her about that situation. It's like, that's not something of the kind. Of, like, to all of those thoughts be the glory of God. I think the Holy Spirit that's a directing message by the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, I care about my people. I care about really our call is to love those around us." And doing and asking those simple questions could lead them to Jesus if they don't know him. Which this is crazy, but it leads me to <laughs> my next thing I was planning on talking about. Okay, so Let me first read it. So it says, uh, it's titled in Matthew, again, chapter 7. This is a good chapter. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 12. And it's titled The Golden Rule. And it says, So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. And, yeah, I think, like, if you want to be cared for, if you want to be supported and loved, it's like we should love them as well. And that makes me think about my experience this last weekend. So this last weekend, um, I was around the like downtown LA area near Huntington Beach. If you know where that is, shout out to that place. There's a ton of stuff to do. There's even like an oyster like house slash like bar restaurant thing at the end of like this dock if you live there or near there you know exactly what i'm talking about and they don't sell single oysters and i tried to get one but they only would want me to buy half a dozen there's no way i'm doing that but anyway i was down there and i was walking with um my best friend and we were just walking around and this guy came up to me and he looked like a normal guy and then he's like hey do you know jesus and i'm like yep and he's like oh you do and he's like so you're a sinner i'm like what he's like so you know you're a sinner i'm like well i i was i'm like (laughs) i'm like are you talking about like what jesus did for me and then he's like yeah you know that jesus died for you because you're a sinner i'm like yeah and he's like, Oh great, so you love Jesus. I'm like, Yep, I love him so much And he's like, Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad there's young people like you out there that love Jesus and that understand what he's done for you and he's like, So now let me tell you about all this stuff and I'm like, Oh my gosh Like I'm just like okay, yeah, I get I get what you're doing and like I I appreciate and like I love that your heart is for God and like you understand what Jesus did for us but like dude as a christian i i don't believe we're called to evangelize in that way and let me let me read this verse once again so whatever you wish the others would do to you do also to them for this is the law and the prophets so When you think about Jesus and his life on this earth, can anyone recall when he went to the Samaritan or the woman at the well or to anyone within the New Testament when he was walking around? Did you ever see an account where he went up to somebody and was like, hey, you're a sinner? Like, hey, did you know you're a sinner? Do you think that we are called to do that as Christians? To judge. Also, I'm not even kidding. I did not plan this. But let's read verse 1 of chapter 7. This is mind-blowing. This is the Holy Spirit. The title is Judging Others. I did not anticipate this. Okay. Verse 1 of chapter 7. Judge not That you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see this speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice that the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? Like that. Okay. I'm not saying that this guy was intentionally judging, but when you're walking around saying, hey, did you know that you're a sinner? That comes across saying, you're a sinner, and I'm not. Like, I'm better than you, and you're below me. You're a sinner, and I'm up here. I don't think Jesus ever did that, which I don't think I know. Scripture shows that Jesus never went around judging people. He was not there to judge. And do you think if we're called to be like Jesus, that we are also called to be like this guy that I encounter with, to walk up to people and evangelize in a way that's judging people right off the bat? Let me read verse 12 once again. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. So I don't think this guy was intentionally thinking of coming about in a way that was judging others, but I think that's just a very old theological evangelistic way where in order to spread the word or spread the gospel, people think that you should first proclaim that you're a sinner. And it's like, I'm not saying we're not. I'm not saying that all have fallen short. And that, because that's that's true. We've all fallen short. And it says that in the Bible. And I don't know why I can only say that phrase. I'm like blanking on the ha- other half. But you know what I mean? For all have fallen short for the glory of God man I need to read that again that's like a top 10 verse but anyway I don't think we're called to judge like that when we're supposed to walk around saying hey you're a sinner okay also you should be a Christian it's like what (laughs) like we're called to love those around us to be there to care for people and direct them to Jesus not by look at your flaws look at how terrible you are like, no, look at what Jesus has come to do. Look at what, how Jesus loves you in the middle of this. Jesus wants to love you in that. Not going around proclaiming, hey, you're, you're a terrible person. You're terrible in this way. Oh, uh, Jesus wants to take that away from you. Or what if somebody's like, well, I don't feel that way. It's like there's so many flaws to that type of evangelism that I really just disagree with that I really do feel like we're called to be like Jesus. We're made in his image, so why don't we also act like Jesus would? Why don't we're called to be righteous just as he was? And so, yeah, I just, stuff like that is just hard to see. Sometimes when you recognize, like, oh, I know this guy loves Jesus, probably down in his heart but the way he's thinking is the best is not the way it should be done and it's like we're not called to judge we're not called to show like the word says the speck in someone's eye when we have a massive log in our own eyes when we're judging people around us by we're assuming they're like the guy straight up went up to me and said did you know you're a sinner and I'm just like, uh, what? And I'm <laughs> like, I already told him I love Jesus. And then and then he's like, oh, you're one of those. It's like, okay, you assumed I wasn't a Christian right off the bat. It's like, when are we going to stop assuming and just start loving and let the Holy Spirit guide us within that? I know this episode does seem a little different from the others maybe, but I really do feel like we're in a time where We're not called to be of the world, but we're called to be like Christ. We're called to walk just as the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us. I'm not saying we have to quit our jobs, we have to do this and that, or step one, step two, but we have to just understand that we're not of this world, that we're part of the kingdom of God now, and that if God's calling us towards, maybe even quitting our job and moving to another town to start a church, or even to set our lives apart differently from others because that's what God's calling us to do, to grow with Him. And sometimes it's scary. and But at the end of the day, Scripture says, don't be anxious. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God's always in control. God's always leading us. And that is all that is all I got folks and I really appreciate everything you guys just giving me feedback and I really appreciate just how much you appreciate me just being transparent and just being myself and I really just love all the feedback so I hope you all have an amazing day go out there and get an iced vanilla latte <laughs>